Hashtag hello and welcome. My name is the Alpha Female and you are listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Whoa! G'day, Maddie's Bushwhacker Luke here. 2015 Hall of Famer. And you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Yeah! Whoa! This is Pro Wrestling's only modern-day Viking gunner, and you're on Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Nick Magnus Tolders, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hi, this is Leva Blue Pants Bates, and you are listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mount and founder of Global Force Wrestling, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, f- fellas, uh, you guys have a great day, and, and this is only because I'm talking to Canadians. It is actually spitting snow in Tennessee. See? Oh, my See? God. <laughs> That's in... a great we've had, we've, we've had 70 degree weather here. For, I mean, we really had a warm December, and I get on the phone with damn Canadians and we're spitting snow. So. Back then, there was snow in Tennessee. Today, there's snow here in Sault Ste. Marie. I'm Carl Carafel. And this is Turnbuckle Talk, episode number 354. I am joined alongside my good friends, Chris Best, OMD, and Joe, for this edition of Turnbuckle Talk. Boys, how are we doing? Doing well. Doing well. Uh, First day back after a three-day weekend and, you know, pushed through. It wasn't. Too hard a day, but just long. I'm sure. I I'm here uh, fulfilling the obligations in my Legends contract. That's why I'm here. So ah, <laughs> nice. I am doing well here. If I can turn my TV down, that'd be great. Okay, yeah, I was like, somebody. <laughs> I'm hearing. I checked mine. I'm like, no, we're doing a show coming here. through the headphones. <laughs> what is going on here? <clears throat> as as you can see, I got like a million things going on, trying to get everything <laughs> sorted for the show tonight. But I'm mm-hmm. doing great, nonetheless. <laughs> it's definitely how I feel, very very often when it comes to doing these shows. Now, I know, Chris, you had a number of topics or a few topics that you had that you wanted to talk about today. Um, You didn't get an opportunity to send them over to me, so I'm not familiar with them. But I want you to take the lead here and bring up some of these topics so that we can discuss them and uh, even include Bobby Stats's comments on our screen for us. Bobby coming in and saying, hello, guys. Good evening, Bobby. Before you do that, though, I want to give a huge shout out to Mike the Ref with Backbreaker Media, who over on their Discord server still puts it out there every time that we go live, letting us, letting everyone know that we are live on twitch.tv and with a go check it out. So, Mike, I really appreciate that and I appreciate you, my friend. Hell yeah. Chris, yeah, I turned so, it over to you. Yeah, I'm trying to look for the one story that I did find. And that is actually, I found it just as I said it. I'm looking up. Dolph Ziggler made his debut in New Japan at Wrestle Kingdom. Very interesting. So what uh, what transpired? Was he just there as a uh, showing or was he there in a match? Did he make some waves? What happened? There was a video that popped up uh, called The Wanted Man. Uh, kind of a dark video at that. Um, 
I'm trying to gather more information on it. Keep in mind, I'm not feeling the greatest. So I'm trying to remember everything that I found here. Um, oh. Go ahead. I have I, seen a little bit on this. Um, from what happened at Wrestle Kingdom, he was sitting ringside with his brother, Ryan. Okay. When the new IWGP, I guess, Intercontinental Champion, the yeah, former US title and then the UK title, um, when he was confronted by the new champion, one David Finley. Right. Mm -hmm. Which did lead to, I believe, a little bit of shoving and then Dolph jumping him in the post-event media scrum. Okay. Yeah. It, it's 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 interesting because uh, to me, that like that's an intriguing matchup that I'd really like to tune into. And you want to talk a, a guy, especially of Dolph's stature, somebody who's just a shoe-in for the Super Juniors over there, like the, the, oh, the junior oh, yeah. tournament they have there. Uh, match up with, like, with him and Hiromu uh, Desperado, um, all the, the junior heavyweights over there. Mm. I mean, damn, th there are some dream uh, matchups there and then some intriguing ones. So uh, I just definitely yeah, keep my interest. Yeah, the global heavyweight title. Okay, thank you, Bobby. Yeah. And I'm really excited. I mean, like, we, we know, like, Dolph has got incredible cardio, so I'm really interested to see right. him in the G1 Climax as well. Yes. Because that is one of the most taxing tournaments in pro wrestling. <laughs> yes, and I mean he's got his re first return, official return to the ring coming up with uh, yep. World Wrestling Council against Ray Gonzalez. Right. <clears throat> very so soon. Even even with New Japan, he has his debut coming up very soon for that as well. He's going to be making his debut at New Japan Professional Wrestling New Beginning in Sapporo against. David Finley. Beautiful. It's going to be a beautiful so, match. That's going to be a good one for sure. Might be one to uh, kind of find a way to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah. this coming out just yesterday to add on to that, I guess his release to him did not come as a shock. He had been asking for six to eight months. Mm -hmm. Can I go and explore? Yeah. Rather than sitting in catering rather than sitting at home just rotting yeah yeah and he, he views this release as kind of a blessing in disguise because he did come out and say that i can now explore and go and do all these other things that i really that i want to do right absolutely so i mean good on him um there's a guy who doesn't need to go and reinvent himself really no <laughs> um no. yet he's doing that with this most wanted man but he's also going to do the drew galloway the Matt Cardona. Okay. And go yeah, and explore like to, all of these. Yeah, because then you can kind of really build up that street cred, so to speak, and then maybe regain WWE's attention and go like, and then eventually they'll be like, hey, you know what? We see you're making quite the impact on the, on the scene. We want you back, my friend. It's very possible. I think that uh, um, I mean, if CM Punk could come back at this point, Ziggler could come back at some point. All right, so right? No, no, I fully agree. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So another um, another story that's come across my desk this afternoon. I wasn't sure if it really is a story or not, but um, 
Xbox has laid claims that he wants to be in the Royal Rumble this year. He's been training since about September to get back in the ring. He wants to do one more match. Interesting. What do you guys make of this one? Being all right, pick for that kind of like that legends appearance for the Royal Rumble because I mean, you typically like to see at least one or two of them um, right. in, that, mm-hmm. that, in that in that type of uh, in that type of match. The Royal Rumble match was just still my favorite match to watch. Um, you know, it's got a little bit of that element of surprise. You know, maybe yeah. maybe you can get some other member of DX or maybe Sean or maybe Triple H can also maybe kind of show up and they can do a little mm-hmm. impromptu DX kind of. Uh, a little fun thing for the crowd. I mean, there, there's potential for some fun stuff there. I think, if it's true. yeah, and there, and that's not to say that Sean Waltman wouldn't show up as X Pac. I mean, he could come in as the one, two, three kid if he wanted to, hmm. and it would still be a nice nostalgic pop. Yeah. He's we're talking like sure. 22 years since we've last seen him in a WWE ring. Yeah, right. wrestling in a WWE ring. I'll yes, right. Point that. Uh, hmm. But this is. Not- this actually excites me because uh, the Royal Rumble, sometimes we get like the same legends coming out every year. It's The hurricane has become that kind of person. Right. I think yeah. this year it'd be nice to see some new uh, legends kind of uh, make their appearance in the Rumble. Absolutely. I will throw one out there who's overdue for an appearance and he's still active as a wrestler and and a former guest on Turnbuckle Talk back in the day. I am, of course, referring to... Mr. Bushwhacker Luke. If he comes right. in and just does the Bushwhacker spot where he comes in and gets dumped out right away, I would yeah. mark out. In his yeah. own words, come in, get thrown out, get paid. Yep. 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 <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> how it went. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, X-Pac is a name that I have heard being tossed around as an entrant for quite some time. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Now, what is quite so, some time? Is that a month? Is that six months? Is that two years? It's been about a month and a half, maybe two okay. months. Um, including, and I don't put a lot of stock in these, but uh, seeing one of those supposed drop sheets where they've got the entrance and mm-hmm. he's coming in in the number six spot. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, sounds very fan made. Somebody put yeah. a little bit of thought into that one. Yeah. Right. Um, but, you know, he is a name that I have heard tossed around for quite some time. I'm excited to see it. Even if he, you know, does just a quick, you know, five minute interlude and doesn't really get to do an elimination. Yeah. Right. And it wouldn't be much for my, uh, for Hunter to say, okay, yeah, we'll bring you in because Hunter and, Pac are still very best friends. They are. They are. Oh, yeah. Pac has actually been at the performance center as well as a guest coach recently. Quite yeah. a bit. In that same vein as well, fast forward towards WrestleMania, something else that we're long overdue for at, the, at WrestleMania, you can make another callback to an old Turnbuckle Rewind episode, and we we're talking the gimmick Battle Royal. Mm. That sorely needs a comeback at WrestleMania very, very soon. And uh, so we can see all of our um, all of our favorite gimmicks from our childhood back on our screens. Yeah, I think that would definitely be a good idea. If okay, so if they keep Money in the Bank as its own separate thing, its own separate 
premium yep. live event, whatever you want to call it, and then bring in something like that. Because if you're going to do two days of WrestleMania, you have to have something to fill that time. And I think yeah. a gimmick battle royal could be the way to go. Hell yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, 100%. And uh, I'll just say, like, WrestleMania X7, I had fun watching that gimmick battle royal. It was a nice filler match between, uh, what was it, uh, Hunter and Taker, and then the title match, I believe it was. It, it filled in between. I think I so. so. Hey, I mean, um, search it up on Turnbuckle Studios. I'm sure the episode is still up. Go check out our, our uh, Turnbuckle Rewind episode of it. It was, it was a fun one. It was. Oh, yeah. Truly was a fun match. Truly was a fun show overall, actually. Yeah. 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 Anytime that there's a battle royal or a rumble, um, I always enjoy them because it's something that you don't see all the time, right? Right. The the Elimination Chamber is another one. I absolutely love the Elimination Chamber for that reason. Because it's yeah. something that you don't see all the time. It's, you know, kind of set aside for one time a year type of situation. Um, unless you start going real crazy with it all and do like the Punjabi prison matches and you right. know, all that other bullshit. Um, <laughs> but I mean, just keeping these specialty oh. matches yeah. in an area. That's it. Yeah, just kind of pepper them here and there kind of occasionally. You know, don't go over the top of them like they, they used to. Um you know, and peeling the curtain back briefly on that particular match, the reason why Shiki Baby won that because he was not physically able to do the over-the-top rope spot to be eliminated. Yeah. So that's why the Sheik won. See, when I was doing my predictions for that show, I actually picked Sheik not even knowing that. Yeah. A true As always. wrestling, a true wrestling icon. And you know, during yes. the his latter years his social media was absolute genius it was gold <laughs> absolutely gold oh, yeah, that documentary and entertainment gold that documentary right? on shitty just tugs at your heartstrings man yeah yeah <clears throat> yep right what other news you got i i can't find the the one news story that i do have um let me see here <clears throat> well, Chris looks for that. Can we discuss these new impact titles? New yeah, definitely. yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen any of the unveiling videos or the presentations to the current champions. I've seen one, the one with uh, Chris Saban, I believe it was. Okay, so yeah, the, the X Division, Division the X Division. Um, beautiful i'm loving the coloring on them the design the x division it is giving me some similar some similarities to the nxt title but it's okay Okay. because it's diverse enough away from it that it's not a direct or an attempted copy at it okay Mm. yeah but i think the uh, nxt championship was a direct copy from the X Division Championship. Right. From Are you talking the, years the original? Ago. I got, the original I got it right here. Title. Hold on. <laughs> Arguably, very much so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the current yeah. incarnation of the NXT title. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That is. 
That's the, the former X Division Championship, the original yes. X Division Championship. Yeah, looks a whole lot like the NXT Championship. Yep, I I, I can agree with that. Um, the tag team titles, which were presented to Ace Austin and Chris Bay yesterday. Um, and they're sticking with a similar color scheme, the silver, a little bit of red, and some black. Okay. Uh, beautiful. Uh, the Digital Media Championship was presented to Tommy Dreamer today. Yeah, I got a problem with that name. Just, I, I know that digital, they, they call it the Digital yeah. Media Championship, but just yeah. call it the Internet Championship. Yeah, it just makes more sense to me. Digital media, Zach Ryder. Although, although digital media does leave it a little bit more broad for what it can encompass, I guess. But yeah, the um, I I, I get what they're going for the concept, but the name mm-hmm. is kind of like a eh. yeah. Zach Ryder. That's all I got to say um, to that. Zach Ryder. Zach Ryder yeah. is the no. internet champion. Yes. Yeah. And you know what? When he came up with that concept for the belt, I'm like, why isn't WWE jumping on this? They should have. I yep. yeah. I suspect because they were maybe worried that it would outdo one of their own creations, and then they, that's why they mm-hmm. kind of kept it on the down low because I think they could see that something that would have probably gotten over, and they were like, wait, that's not something we came up with. You just you keep that over there. Yeah, but right now yeah. with the WWE Network, you probably could have that title. And you don't oh, yeah. necessarily need to debut it on uh, defended at PLEs, but seeing as the kickoff show is always on YouTube, Twitch, yeah, all kinds of internet platforms, yeah. you could defend the title mm-hmm. on that show and show them for free on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's that that's that's a good way to get people in with free content to you know lure maybe lure maybe isn't the best word but to you know to then it's kind of like that gateway drug to the the main um programming right so whereas opposed yeah. to like these, these little snippets on facebook and in twitter like that cool whatever but i mean you want people to watch the full-on show so you give them a little bit of a an actual taste on youtube and be like hey mm-hmm. come and check us out on every mondays on monday night raw there you go and you and um, you can still you can still put that belt on the line at ple's Sure. On your or on your TV shows as well. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now this um, this one today, I'm not as big a fan of. This one is actually has more of a gold texture to it as opposed to the silver and the red. Okay. Um, and it's just a little bit too bulky and. I'll go on record as saying that that, that I'd still I, I think I'm not a huge belt mark, but still like hands down, my favorite wrestling belt is still the inter, the old Intercontinental WWF belt. Mm-hmm. I mean for, for that, and then closely second the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship belt with the 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 dome on it. I mean, but that yes. Intercontinental title for me still holds like a special place in my heart because I mean it was it was almost kind of like the our version of the like a Canadian championship, especially because uh, some very noteworthy Canadians held that title at some point. Yes, <clears throat> it was and, also the highest WWF title to be defended in our city. So, and it also meant yeah, something true. back in the day as well. It, it very yeah. much meant something. Now that's changed a little bit recently with the Gunther's run, but um, 
Yeah, it used to be very much prestige, and then very much a stepping stone to the yep the main championship as opposed to yeah the big one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we will get as so OMD's been talking about the X Division Championship, the tags, and the digital media one tomorrow, the tenth. <clears throat> at 1 p.m. Eastern time is when it is going to be unveiled the new TNA Wrestling World title. And they've been doing the reveals, to my understanding, on their um, X page. I was going to say Twitter because it's not Twitter anymore, but their X page. It's also on their YouTube, too. Yes, it okay. is. Okay, perfect. It's still weird calling it X. I never get that. <clears throat> yeah, it's very weird calling it X. The X platform. I'd like. I don't know. Yeah, just. Uh, I don't I'm know. A, I'm not quite sure what Elon was thinking there with that one, but. This is a match that I just got just sent to me, just now. Ooh, okay. Just a little bit of breaking news. It was probably actually reported a few hours ago, but. For, we're going back to New Japan uh, new news here. Okay. Brian Danielson versus Zack, Zack Sabre Jr. inside a steel cage. Wow. New Japan never does steel cage matches. Very rarely. Yeah. Very rarely, if ever. Yeah. yeah this is cool. coming at uh, the new beginning in Osaka. Is... I got I to see this. <laughs> Break from nice. tradition because usually breaking news happens after Turnbuckle Talk is done. Right. So. <laughs> Usually. <laughs> so it's nice to have it happen during the show. Yeah, this is a... I got. I have to see this match. I got, There's no ifs, ands, or buts. If, Even if just a straight-up one-fall match with those two is, yeah. is, is great. You're going to get two of the best technical wrestlers of you know this current generation. So This yeah. is going to happen on February 11th. Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. Oh God, I I gotta see. I, I'm just looking at this, and I'm like, yeah, I, I gotta see it. Especially if you can build it. Especially yeah. if you can build that properly, and you know, and really give them a reason for having a match, like get them yeah. to confront each other and whatnot, and then yeah, you get something pretty cool there. Yeah, New Japan has uh, stated uh, this will be the first cage match in 20 years. Wow! So, Holy shit! Yeah, it goes to sh- show. Goes to time. show how often they that new japan does step matches they don't do stipulation matches that often no, no they, they don't wow what's going on jj <laughs> jj talking uh brian danielson and zach saber jr here yep. in new japan steel cage match japan. yes, yes. what yep. yep did not expect that it's... yeah my bingo card did not have that on it Nope. <laughs> no. Oh, Jesus. Jeez. That's going to be a good one. But yeah, I have to. Uh, I, I just I might have to. Have, I'm going to have to resubscribe to New Japan World for that one, I think. Just this is wonky as a kind gonna, of. It, yeah. Because it's, 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 it's a little wonky. Money and get it. <laughs> right. It's a, it's a little wonky signing up for New Japan World because uh, our friend, Mr. Michael Jargo, was one who originally kind of introduced me full on into new japan pro wrestling um but uh, subscribing to that service is a little wonky because it is done in in, in um, japanese currency uh, and the website you know you have to 
translate so that you can kind of read things properly. So it's it's a little weird even when yeah. it shows up in your bank statement. The payment for it looks a little sus, like the kids like to say. Um, but um, <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it's but some of the stuff I've been hearing, um, yeah, with uh, with Ziggler and. Brian doing stuff over in Japan. I just might have to. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, that making subscription. Me, it's, it's making me want to turn my eyes back to New Japan, and I haven't done that in a while. <laughs> right, long. Because you did mention it too, like the G one. Because like the G one, in my humble opinion, is probably one of the best wrestling tournaments in the world. The one because mm-hmm. typically you see um, some of the best in the world who aren't involved with WWE involved in there. You know, perhaps with Hunter being in charge with Triple H. Paul, where you want to call him, maybe yep. that forbidden door can be creaked open a little Daddy. bit to allow some well, um, oh. representation over there in New Japan for the well, G one. Well, Joe, that forbidden oh. door has been open with Triple yep. H. Yes, it but has. Not with New Japan, with all Japan. Yes. Uh, yes. That's they interesting because over. New they Japan and all Charles. Japan yeah. do not get along with each other. <laughs> Like well, they up. have to now because they're under uh, they're under one yeah. brand now. I yep. believe KG yeah. Muto or uh, Great Muto is the only one who's been on kind of both platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but typically all Japan and Japan they they have always they butted heads for several decades now. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this was a topic actually brought up a couple of weeks ago uh, that New Japan and All Japan, along with seven other promotions, are now under one banner with united japan pro yeah hmm. now however they so the wrestler that they sent over to N- from nxt is charlie was charlie dempsey william regal's yes. boy yep. however there's yeah. there's been reports on all japan's side that they're not they're not sure if they like the relationship with wwe oh Okay, well, I mean, this was, you know, I mean, it's trial and error, right? This was the first time this has happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and they asked. Yeah. All right. Japan went to them and said, do you have somebody? Can you please send somebody? Yeah, it's... there was just a lot of un- uncertainty, but that's always going to be that way whenever two promotions get together. I mean, look at uh, how the Super Clash cards in the 80s turned out. There right. was a lot of backstage mm-hmm. drama in booking those shows that's interesting too it's also just bullshit (laughs) that's been that's been a market that wwe's tried to break into for a while now Uh, even Mm -hmm. going as far as wanting to establish an xt japan um you know also in india as well well, but japan's a market that they've been trying to break into but i mean that is tough because i mean People, you have your three major promotions. You have Pro Wrestling Noah, New Japan, and All Japan. People are very dedicated to those. So to have WWE coming on top of that, yeah, uh, at least it's too many cooks in the kitchen. I think. Yeah, I, I agree yeah. with that. But at, the, but at the same time, anytime WWE does go over there to do a show, they sell out fast there. Yeah, mm, that's true. Too. They sell out really fast. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I think like a, a partnership. A really strong partnership with one of these promotions um, could be really beneficial as opposed to them just coming in and just be like, nope, WWE's going to be in Japan all the time now. Well, um, and that's that's why we're thinking that they, why this United Japan Pro Wrestling came yep. through with All Japan, New yep. Japan, DDT, yep. NOAA, Noah, yeah, Dragon Shinsuke Gage. went over there. 
and had that match over in Pressing Noah uses WWE entrance. Yeah, right. Uh, you introduced yeah. as WWE superstar Shinsuke Nakamura, was, right? So yes, and Triple H let him go over to do the Muda retirement match. Yep, or the so, one match on his tour. So. So yeah, I think a partnership. So this is you with, with Pro Wrestling Noah in WWE. That like if that if they want to really make a strong move into that Japan market, right? Teaming up with uh, Pro Wrestling Noah, I think would be rather cool. Yeah, it, yeah. So this is where I again I'm going back to the Royal Rumble. I wonder if we're going to see a guy, somebody from All Japan or somebody from Noah, make an appearance in the Rumble. But I'd have to think that uh, if see, that's the case, right now you'd have uh, to do you'd have to start promoting him now. There's only one name that you could do though. And I don't know if I'm the only one thinking it. Muda. I predicted it. Yeah. It's gotta be Muda. Right. I know he's technically retired, but I mean, he was just putting the wrestling, wrestling hall of fame, the WWE hall of fame. And I felt that, you know, he Mm should have been in the rumble before that to kind of lead into that. But I mean, I think he could maybe still go, enough to be in a rumble. And I mean, right. that would be the, the, you get a large pop from the crowd. Like go back to the, um, the, uh, the super card show in New York at Madison square garden. When he came out, that place went mm. bananas. Like the, right. they were yeah. Yeah. losing their shit. Right. When Muda came out, you know, myself included. So, I, I mean, the North American audience very much knows who Muda is. So it, oh, yeah. it would be, it'd be a very special <clears throat> appearance if he could, could come in. Yep. Oh yeah. Um, another guy I thought of, but he's retired and doing backstage stuff with uh, New Japan. Jushin Liger would be really cool yep. to show up in the Rumble. He's already done yep. work with uh, WWE, so mm-hmm. yep. Yep. By the way, if find uh, that match with uh, Tyler Breeze, it was absolutely fantastic. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. Because he he's a- came over specifically to have a match with Tyler Breeze, and it, it's it's a little tough to find. Look in the archives, it's there and it is damn yeah. good. Yeah. Oh, yes. It is hard to find. Yeah. But by the way, Tyler Breeze, one of the most underrated, underappreciated WWE talents of modern day. Yep. I could I could I could stand behind that. And he's Canadian. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, to be fair, I know it's uh, I know it's Xavier Woods channel, but I find myself enjoying Tyler Breeze more on up, up, down, down than I do. Xavier Woods. Sometimes. The stuff he did with uh with uh with Dango, that stuff yeah. was oh it was gold. gold. That stuff was yeah. gold. Yeah. It was entertaining. Oh yes, it was. Yeah. So I got I got some interesting news here for you guys as well. I don't know if you were aware of this or not, but um, who just left production? Who? 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 Kevin Dunn. Kevin Dunn left production. We now have somebody new in the role of head of media and production. This comes right from Stanford on January the 9th. That is today. We're getting news before and during instead of afterwards. So WWE part of TKO group holdings on the New York Stock Exchange known as TKO Today announced that media industry veteran Lee Fitting has joined the company this week as head of media and production. Phenomenal leader and executive known for work that generates both critical acclaim and mass appeal. 
Uh, Lee will be a tremendous addition to our stellar media and production team and play a key role in helping catapult WWE's growth. He brings more than two decades of production experience to the WWE from ESPN, where he oversaw productions for the tentpole properties, including Monday Night Football, College Game Day, the College Football Playoff, and many other properties within the Disney portfolio. We're dropping that Disney name again. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting name. Um, you know, hopefully it's not in the you know same vein as Mike Adamley coming in with much acclaim only to find out he knows nothing about professional wrestling. So hopefully this guy has a little bit of a background, at least a basic understanding of how professional wrestling well, works. If he worked on ESPN and worked in the football sector of ESPN, then he's worked with Jonathan Coachman, who's also huh. Who also coach, commentates yeah. for football on ESPN yes. right now? So See, I'm certain in that yeah. in com- in previous conversations, I want uh, to he's I picked wanna, up uh, a few things on wrestling. I I want to challenge. I want to challenge the other person with Joseph in their name here, Joshua Joseph. I love Dennis Miller on Monday Night Football. <laughs> he was fantastic. I thought he was fantastic in that role. Dennis Miller on Raw though was not that great. <laughs> no, no, he was not so much. But in football, I mean, he he was clearly very knowledgeable about football, and I mean, uh, and damn funny. So, um, I do believe as well when I read about this just before we came on the air as well as Carl alluded to, I believe Lee Fitting has also worked on some of the Thirty for Thirty. Okay, that's okay. That's so he, if he so, has, then. Uh, we're going to get some great documentaries out of him. Yep. Yeah, he knows else. a little bit at least. Yep. I'm very curious to see the change in uh, the production as far as PLE's Raw SmackDown go. Because, right. I mean, we're still getting that, uh, even though Dunn's been gone for close to two, three weeks now, we're still getting that Kevin Dunn kind of feel on the shows right now. Yeah. So I'm very interested to see what kind of uh, changes he makes as far as that goes. Yeah, maybe we'll have it be more like a sports feel kind of to it. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's the case, um, I'm intrigued. Right. Definitely intrigued for sure. Looks like the uh, looks like the, the Josephs are in agreement that Dennis Miller was okay. good on Monday Night Football. That's good to know. And I just want to give a shout out to JJ here for everyone. Um, JJ got news and sent me news as well that on Apple podcast that the in your house h-o-w-s-e podcast has broken the top 50 on apple podcast i think that that's absolutely amazing i'm so stoked for all of you within your house i think it's fantastic and i wanted to make sure that everyone else heard as well this yeah, is very competitive at the top absolutely. in Apple Podcasts. It's very competitive. So that's good. To absolutely see. incredible. JJ, congratulations. Keep up the hard work, brother. Yeah, JJ, give yourself a Barry Horowitz and pat yourself on the back, man. <laughs> I love Barry Horowitz. It's hard to do, by yep. the way. I'm not that Barry Horowitz and I are good friends. <laughs> I love that, man. I keep vying for him to get into the uh, WWE Hall of Fame. I think he definitely should. 
Yeah, I, I, I agree. I've always I've always said that there needs to be maybe you do the war change if you were going to change around the warrior award, maybe you change it so that you can acknowledge those jobbers who have come up like Dwayne Gill, like Barry Horowitz, like Mike Sharp, like Louis Spicoli. It it's something that is very much goes unrecognized in professional wrestling because it it's it's a very crucial role in professional yeah. wrestling mm-hmm. to have that person that people beat to look better and you know it, it, it's it's a it's an art to yes. lose successfully if that makes sense yeah yeah um <laughs> and be and be remembered for always right? losing right you know should, right? we, should we maybe have a an enhancement talent hall of fame ceremony headlined by barry horowitz i think we should i would be perfectly fine with that <laughs> uh, me too yeah you could even I was going to say you could even put the Hardys in there because, like, let's face it, early 90s, they were jobbers until yes, they, they actually. This <laughs> is pretty much so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Jeff Hardy does hold a victory over Razor Ramon. <clears throat> right? Yeah. Yes, he does. Yeah. Have it just be whoever wins uh, the Al Snow Award um, gets inducted by Al Snow, but they have to also receive, be on the receiving end of a snowplow on stage. Yeah. <laughs> Again, one of boss, one of the, in my humble opinion, um, I'm maybe in the minority in the group here, but my personal humble opinion, one of the best minds of professional wrestling, Al Snow. Absolutely, and I am, and I mean that in the most pandering way possible. (laughs) It would definitely be a fantastic uh, mind. He did some years ago. He he did some uh, trading videos for Great North Wrestling Hannibal's uh, promotion. Yes, and uh, you just talk all... about the punch. He did one yeah. whole video on how this is the fakest thing in professional wrestling. I hate using that word, but um, but yeah, somebody My who favorite. still very much yeah. has that older school mentality. And I'm glad that there's somebody current day still training wrestlers with that mindset. Thank God for that. <laughs> My favorite is his video when he talks about finishers. Yeah. Because he doesn't call the snowplow his finisher. He it's his signature move. Yep. yep. Not his finisher. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. 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 Absolutely, JJ. Yeah. Clear. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Look what he's done with OVW right now. I mean yep. OVW has fastly become right one there. of my favorite indie indie, indie products, not counting CWE. Yep. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yep. yep. Do you guys have anything else? Any other topics that you want to want to kind of go over that you've seen that you uh, are kind of interested in bringing out to uh, the people here? Because we are all about usually trying to bring you guys things that uh, maybe everyone else is not talking about. And you know what? One of those things that people are not talking about is good pods. Scrolling down at the bottom is our link to good pods. We would love if each and every one of you could go there goodpods.com slash podcasts slash turnbuckle dash talk dash two six four five two four i don't get to change that they put those numbers in there goodpods.com slash podcasts slash turnbuckle dash talk dash two six four five two four while you guys are there you can leave us a rating a star rating and it would be great if you could do so 
the support that we've had so far actually pushed us to number one when it comes to indie and non-indie in the wrestling side of things. There's what it looks like. Wrestling. We are number one. And then we see that in your house is number two. So we're fighting back and forth in indie and non-indie. And it's because of all of you that have gone there and just left that uh, that five-star, four-star rating, whatever you want to leave us. We appreciate it because it bumps us up. The more it bumps us up, then Good Pods actually goes through and recommends us to their people. To all of yeah. those that are looking through, they sent me a message to let me know that we were part of it where it says, Good Pod recommends... <laughs> and our latest episode was right there. Cool. Here's to more in 2024. So thank you, Good Pods. We would love if you guys could subscribe to it over there. It allows you the audio version of the shows, and you can listen to them whenever and wherever you want, as well as past shows. They're all there for you. Yeah, okay, that's my I mean, Good Pods plug. <laughs> yeah, that it still surprises me that we're ahead of like the popular podcast, like something to wrestle with. Uh, Jim Cornette experience, Joe Rogan. Yeah, that JR. blows my friggin' brain. Click this, Kevin Nash. Off. Yeah, it's it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty surreal mm-hmm. when we go back to uh, that. This all started with us going independent off of a known platform to now we're at number one. It's taken a while. It's taken many, many, many years from going from internet radio yeah. to independent to working with networks to what we are today. So, JJ, thank you. It says, go do it, friends, in the chat. It helps, and these brothers do work, work, work. Woody woo woo. Yeah, <laughs> we do. Thank you, JJ. We appreciate the kind words, brother. Yeah. <laughs> I saw Maddie Ronkowski on NXT Anonymous on X. Okay. Beautiful, Bobby. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, we JJ saying we beat Corey Graves and that's all I wanted. Yeah. So I'm down with the podcasting world. Good night. Nice. <laughs> Love you, brother. We are. I am hearing reports. Well, not, not, uh, to not, Cor- not, oh, wait, not to not. Not to not Corey Graves, but yeah. With this comment of Maddie Renkowski, I am hearing talks of Camille being mm. brought to NXT. Mm. Oh, she, they've that been talking to her for months now. still going to have to wait and see. Yeah, they have been um, for months. We're going to have to wait um, and see on this one still. And as well, That's more reports one. of Julia when her contract comes up in March. Julia. Negative on that now a little bit. Okay. Julia is actually a little sour on this information and on this um, coming together of them and companies because of how it has been leaked. Right. She is really not happy with it. She's not happy with how things were leaked and where it's gone out to and that all of these people know that, yeah, she's been in talks with the company, 
and uh, they really left a sour taste in her mouth, and she's starting to second guess and okay. second to think. Yeah. So, yeah, interesting. But she also could be seeing that and just throwing a wrench in everything. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Could be. Yeah. But I don't think so. Not from Julia. Yeah. I was going to say, JJ, not knocking Corey Graves because After the Bell <laughs> was a good podcast, but it's done now. So yeah. now we're beating Corey Graves, all of us. There you go. <laughs> good. Yeah, Excellent commentary. But when they had uh, Renee on there and the, the the back and forth between Corey Graves and Renee was cringeworthy at best a lot of times. Like the, those two were going at each other and it wasn't necessarily entertaining. It just it felt like it was just bickering for like the sake of bickering. So it was uh, it got a little messy there. Yeah, no, it did. It yeah, did, unfortunately. To be fair, I did like Renee doing commentary in NXT. Yeah. So if they would have been on separate programs, it would have been great. But just the, but the Corey, two of them together, it just didn't work. Corey has a habit of like bickering with like everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Some it works, some it doesn't. Byron Saxton, like I got so tired of that. And Byron, yeah. And Byron actually was not that bad of an announcer. No, no he I'm wasn't. gonna put that not out there. Not at all. He wasn't. I agree. I, I personally one that's no longer in WWE that I really enjoy was Moral Bernalo. Just like the energy. That, that dude brought to the commentary booth was it was infectious. There was it's because of what it was because of what JBL did tomorrow that I am now completely fucking sour on JBL. <laughs> it was yeah. there was something even uh, going agreed. back to his days with the score and doing UFC on the score. Yeah, that just irked me about Morrow. Hmm. I just could not ever yeah. get behind him. Yeah. But Morrow brought with him a plethora, there's that word again, a plethora of wrestling knowledge with him, and JBL yeah. pushed him out. Like yeah. Yeah. Yep. Morrow could have been the next JR, and JBL pushed him out. Right. I definitely yep. can share that sentiment. Everybody, mm -hmm. clear the table. Make room. Papa Smokes because it's is Papa in the house. Smokes. <laughs> Dude, so good to see you. I'm so happy you decided to come by and take a listen for a few minutes. I love you, brother. Awesome to see you. So good to see you. Yes. Uh, you guys have any other topics you want to go over before we get into our two big things for the night? I, I think, think I'm ready to get into the two big things. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. All right. The first Ooh. big thing we're going to talk about is something that's involved each and every one of us that happened. Oh, what was it? Friday. This past Friday. Yeah. Where we got to meet and greet and talk. I did a lot of that. <laughs> I had a lot of good yeah. time with one. Too cold, Scorpio. What a cool dude. What a cool dude. Uh, he's fantastic. Yeah, I love it. I love him. So, if ah. you guys have not seen on Turbicle Studios' YouTube page, the show from our perspective is there with the commentary available for you. You can go and check out the CWE uh, anniversary 
15th anniversary um, celebration, I guess, maybe a tour. One of the sure. 15th anniversary yeah. tours that's going to be happening uh, happened here in the Sioux. We were very fortunate enough to be able to get onto the commentary desk. And uh, we did commentary for this, being myself, Chris Best, and Joe OMD was in the audience as well as uh, Bubba Duke was in the audience for it as well. What a freaking show this was. I've got the uh, the card up here, so we'll go through the card. We'll go through uh, match by match, and I just want to get your guys' opinions on it. We're going to start Chris Best, go to OMD, go to Joe, and then if I have anything else to add, I will. Okay. So we have got... And this is not in any particular order of how the show went. I'm just taking it from the bottom of the card going to the top. We had Dan Jarris versus seven-time CWE champion, hotshot Danny Duggan. Chris? <laughs> Danny, I love you, man, but your theme song has been stuck. Stuck in my head since Friday. Uh, <laughs> um, this was this was my very first time seeing Danny Duggan wrestle live, and oh, I loved it. I loved his the heat that he got because he is as a character, he is a fucking asshole, and I loved it. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, but this this match was just it was awesome. From bell to bell, even when they got uh, Dan Jarris pulled off the victory in that match. Mm, Wait, was it Danny right? who won? Yeah. yeah. No, Duggan won. When he got, no, no, right, right. Danny won the match, came out just out of left field. The crowd shed on him big time. Yeah. But we got the Dan Jarris managed to get up, get that crowd back, and had everybody singing Oh Canada. That was fucking yes. awesome. Yes. <laughs> and then gets that. <laughs> kid into the ring to fit to lead the mm -hmm. entire crowd that was those classes oh, yeah. yeah. it was yeah. yeah yeah that was just that was just so much fun yeah and, and just seeing danny go from the, the the canadian that we all love to best way i can word it an anti-canadian um and just working yeah. that crowd and uh with that long intro just building up the heat coming out and just getting more heat and just having the audience in their palm of his hand. Like it was just, it was masterfully done. Yeah. Yeah. He basically yeah. took the, uh, I'm going to draw a comparison because to another Duggan, Jim Duggan, a baby face, typically typical wrestler. He managed to take Jim Duggan and turn it heel. And yep. yeah. that's something yeah. even Jim Duggan couldn't do. Right. Even for the amount of times that he was yelling, ho, I mean, right? yeah. come on. How, how did he never tag team with the Godfather? That would have been fantastic. Right? Yeah. Wrong I mean, years, had, but they, you know what I mean. They, they, yep. They've had they've had interactions before, but... <laughs> yeah. Yep. Next on the card, we have two guys that I have not personally seen live and I was very thankful to be able to see them live. We had the punk rock wrestling star, Jimmy Spite, taking on the main man, Josh 
Bane. Chris, go ahead. Yeah, this is uh this was a hell of an opening match. This is the, sh- the match that opened the show. One of my favorite things um, wasn't even something that happened in the match, but something that happened prior to the show even starting. While we were getting our commentary stuff set up, Josh Bain was out there and riling the crowd up, letting them know that he's the heel and you should boo him. So when he came out, he became an instant heat magnet. They booed Mm -hmm. the shit out of him. And when Jimmy Spike came out, crowd fucking loved him. Yeah, That's a big takeaway for him. Yeah, that's a big takeaway from the show in general is that the crowd was hot. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. The, the, the crowd was absolutely fantastic. You know, we had a full house and oh, yeah, the crowd, the crowd was absolutely fantastic. Well, we could fit a few more people in there. Sure. Yeah. We, we could have people up in yeah. the doctors and stuff. Yeah. Probably so when- the hottest crowd I've <laughs> ever been a part of here locally. Mm-hmm. Um, and the plethora, there's that word for Chris, of new <laughs> talent that CWE brought this time. Yeah. yeah. And th- but this match, this was a hell of an opener. Oh, I loved it. They gave them about yeah. 10 to 15 minutes, which was yep. plenty of time for them. Um, I became a big fan of Jimmy Spite afterwards, and I'm gonna be looking up more of his matches and Josh Bain as well. Josh Bain Absolutely. was just phenomenal as a yeah, yes, as a as a heel. Totally worked. <laughs> yep. Hashtag Glithora. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> Any of you got anything else to say about that matchup? No, I I mean I'm in complete agreement yeah. with Chris. Yep, a great opening match. And like I said, that work in the crowd before the show even started. That, that mm-hmm. that's not something that I'm used to kind of seeing. I'm I'm sure it's 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 been done, but it, it, it was cool to see a guy, you know, even putting that work in before the show even started. Right. I was impressed. We're gonna move on to the six man tag team match. We had Rusty Blackwell the backwoods butcher with Tommy McLeod and Matt powers taking on Ojin thundercloud, Diego da Vinci and Sergeant commando. Now I know for a lot of you, these names are going to mean absolutely nothing to you, but go ahead and look them up. That's why I'm saying them a little bit slower for everyone so that you can get it and be able to look them up. We're going to start with Joe down at the bottom here this time. Uh, your thoughts on this six-man matchup. And I only ask you first because I know that typically these turn into a cluster. But yeah. I want to know your thoughts on this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm typically not a fan of the six-man tag because it does turn into a clusterfuck, for lack of a better term. But, I mean, this involved a very good friend of mine, Mr. Diego da Vinci. Um, given that I missed <laughs> Diego's ass. <laughs> fantastic. God damn it. Um, JJ's g- a rascal. Oh, given, that, given that I missed Diego's actual retirement match, which I really, really wanted to be in attendance for, I'm just I'm stoked that he's still um, going out there because, you know, talking to him beforehand, I mean, he's, so he's having fun out there, which is... Uh, mm-hmm excellent to hear so just it, it was cool to be able to see him working because i wasn't expecting to ever be able to again because i figured he, he was done so like, right. it was special to me to not only uh, you know get to hang out with him briefly but to, to see him working in the ring uh, you know given that you know got to take a few bumps with him years ago uh, myself and omd um 
just uh, seeing one of your friends uh, working in a ring is a uh, pretty damn special. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, from the fans perspective and sitting ringside front row, it was hard because the backwoods butcher, Matt powers and their partner were right in my corner. So I'm looking at their butts. <laughs> so it was yeah. really hard for me to actually see this match. Um, from what I could see, like they did deliver a lot of high impact aerial moves. Yeah. Um, but this was probably for me, this was the toughest match of the night, and that was just because of my seat. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Chris Best. Yeah. Um I I I'm gonna continue to sing the praises of Matt Powers because uh as I've said in pre on previous shows, I've known the guy since day one, since right. day one that he came into the business. And yeah. I love the story that they told because we had Diego on the opposite side. Diego is his trainer. So we had a trainer versus student dichotomy in this match. And uh, to see uh, that happen, my brain was like, okay, uh, <laughs> Diego's the heel, heel here. Powers is the baby face. Powers is going over. But I was actually very surprised, very pleasantly surprised about that finish mm -hmm. with, with Diego going over. Because, again, the booker in me was like, okay, the student has to go over, and this one, if the student is the baby face. Um, Rusty Blackwell, though, for his immense size, he really impressed Ooh. me with the stuff that he had done. Yeah. And yeah, there were several cool six man spots. There was a lot of, there was a lot of cluster in this match. But it was like organized cluster, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Perfect. I got nothing else to add to it. Uh, we are going to talk a little bit about another giant, the debuting six foot seven giant Samson taking on the headline, Sean Martins. Uh, we're going to start OMD this time. Give me your thoughts on this matchup. Sean Martins as a heel is so underrated. The guy is fantastic. Um, but I absolutely love this match, even with the lack of time it was given. Um, but just masterpiece told by Sean Martins. Uh, Samson was brought in for his size. Yeah. Um, Definitely a lot of potential and promise there. I'm not sure how old he is, how long he's been around the wrestling scene. He's been around the block. Oh, yeah. Um, so I mean, we'll talk for, about it after, and that's all yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> so for me, it was uh, it was a great move, but it was. Sean Martins that really made that match for me. Nice. Yeah. Um Joe, do you want to go take it take it next here on this one? Sure. For me, the the big takeaway was uh was uh, Samson. I mean, he worked a really I, I was rather impressed um cuz sometimes you see some of these big guys trying to wrestle like their cruiserweights. Um, Samson really wrestled a big man 
style of match. And it, it was cool to see because I'm a, I'm a fan of that style. Um, so like, it, it was fun to watch. And um, he is somebody that uh, I may try and find some of his uh, work on uh, online and try to watch because um, I was rather impressed. Uh, he wrestled like a big man should. And I'm, uh, I'm definitely a fan. And to reiterate as well, um, Sean Martin's excellent as a, as a bad guy. Very well done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to continue to sing the praises of Sean Martins. Cause like this dude is just fantastic. He's going somewhere. Uh, Carl, you said it on commentary, but he totally gives off those Rick rude vibes, but I'm going to go a little further. He also gives off some Bobby rude vibes as well. Um, um, but Samson, holy Christ, he's six foot seven. I'm six foot five. I stood next to him earlier in the day and I felt dwarf standing next to him. <laughs> right. But no, this was just this was just fantastic. Um, they told the story. The match ended up in a DQ. The story was that Martins just could not figure out how to take down this big dude. He tried everything in his power, did everything he can, flew off the ropes, tried to do tried to cross body, but Samson caught him, caught him into a power slam. Yeah. So Martin's taking the cheap way out, low blowed Samson, thus calling for the DQ. Right. Fantastic finish. Fantastic storyline. Leaves it open for them to have a potential match on another tour. It definitely does. Yes, it does. I'm very happy about that. Um, I know other people are as well. I heard nothing but praises from a lot of people for this matchup itself and i'm very happy that that was there Mm -hmm. okay the match that um was my best and worst of the night and i know that sounds kind of crazy but we finally had ourselves a returning women's matchup on this show now my yeah. best favorite match of the night but my least favorite match of the night only because it was not a long enough matchup they got about 4 minutes i would say and i think they mm-hmm. needed about 14 minutes i think that they definitely could have could have gone that long jj i think uh yeah i'm I'm, i'll see what i can do about possibly getting you into contact with samson if you don't know who he is yet i'll uh do some research and i'll get you some information on that uh jj saying isn't bobby rude and non coke version of (laughs) rick rude Uh, pretty much pretty much yeah (laughs) so the matchup that i speak of now we had Zandra Lee taking on Chaos in a women's wrestling match. The first time a women's match has come back to the Sioux in years. Years. Yeah. I was... Chaos is great. I'm not taking anything away from her, but the star of the night for me was Zandra Lee. Damn. Damn. That girl can work. Check out Turnbuckle Studios on YouTube. You can see the show for yourself and see what I'm talking about over there. Yeah, I mean, smooth. Just like transition from 
from move to move to move to move. Just like, yeah, very, very impressive. <laughs> it's all good, JJ. My my head's uh, a little cloudy still, too. I'm still not feeling the greatest under the weather as well. So, yeah. Um, Joe, you already took your turn there. I th- you d- you're done with your turn talking about this women's match? Yeah, like, like I said, just impressive for somebody. Uh, looks like she's relatively young. Um, maybe relatively new as well, but just like, just again, the word smooth, just like from throughout the whole match, mm-hmm. just like, yeah, I was, I was floored. OMD, let's go to you. Uh, fantastic match. I agree with you, Carl. This was mm-hmm. not long enough. Yeah. Um, and I mean, two girls from within roughly the same distance, one from Grand Rapids, Michigan, one from Thunder Bay, Ontario. So essentially, I mean, you could sit there and say two hometown girls, you know, one had to come across the U.S. border. Right. Um, Zandra Lee, what a sweetheart. To oh, yeah. having had the privilege of meeting her during the intermission. Uh, I know we can't really see it right now, but this red shirt hanging up here behind me is actually a Zandra Lee shirt autographed. The red looks uh, better than that sea of blue. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was either that or get the I'm a Zandra Lee guy shirt. And I was like, no, I want the red. Uh, I thought maybe you had a Montreal Canadian shirt hanging there. I was like, okay. Uh, um, but I mean, again, a fantastic match. Um, both girls put on a fantastic show for the time they were yeah. allotted. Yeah. Mm. Big ups to them. Big ups to CWE for bringing women's wrestling back to Sault Ste. Marie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Somebody just screenshot. I heard it. I heard it. <laughs> Ain't no fooling me, Chris Best. Twasn't me. You got uh, any? Uh, yeah, this matchup. So for me, like the last time I saw a women's match, and I know it's not true that it's been this long since a women's match in WWE uh, in the Sioux has happened. But for me, the last time I saw a women's match in the Sioux was uh, Bull Nakano and Alondra Blaze in 94. So Damn. I was super jacked about this. <laughs> Seeing Zondra Lee and getting to meet Zondra Lee pre-show as well. And you're, you, you guys are totally right. Total fucking sweetheart. Totally cool. Uh, Chaos as well is very friendly and cool but uh chaos and zondra lee uh bobby asks here which cwe uh Hmm. wrestlers would you like to see go to wwe give me zondra and chaos there i feel like they they, there's there's a lot there and that uh that hunter could mold off these two oh yeah and uh build some real stars out of them hold on joe Chris got yeah. his OMD. Give us give us two or three names from the CWE that you would like to see in the WWE. I will absolutely say Zandra Lee. I am going to go with the headline, Sean Martins. Okay. Okay, you just taking the two, or do you want to throw one more? I'm going to take the two. Okay, Joe. I'll I'll second the Zandra Lee. Um, the other one, AJ Sanchez. Okay. Okay. I love Chris, the way that, look, that guy works. Right. Absolutely fantastic. You look yeah. like you had something else to say, Chris. I do have one more because this okay. dude has been busting his ass off for the last 18 years. 
and he deserves any and all accolades he gets. He's a local boy, Vinny Da Vinci. Dude fucking deserves everything he gets. Yeah. Yep. Yes, he does. Um, yep. If I were to choose, I, I mean, I definitely, I would have to go with AJ Sanchez as well. I think AJ is a phenomenal worker for a big guy that he is. Um, <clears throat> Vinny Da Vinci, 100%. And just from this show alone, I would say Zondra Lee. So there mm. you go, Bobby. We gave you a few names, a few names that you can go even, check out if you don't know who they are either. Basically, everybody on this show, I'd be excited to see in the WWE at some point. Yeah. 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 The next matchup that we have, we're going to save the big one for last, uh, but we're going to do the championship match, the CWE championship match, the champion, the zombie killer, Mentalo, taking on two-time CWE champion, the Canadian crusher, AJ Sanchez. Let's start with Chris. These two, I, I mean, I already know how uh, Mentalo works. I have not I had yet to see AJ Sanchez. Um, I remember I got a little story about the pre-show. So we're setting up the chairs, right? And we're like, uh, Vinny comes up and he's like, uh, you guys are putting the chairs a little too close. You might want to back them off because Mentalo is a high flyer. So yeah. is AJ for a big dude. <laughs> so you guys might want to push the chairs back a bit. <laughs> and we're like, okay, we got you on this one. Right. Yeah. And, and we did, we, we slid the chairs back another three or four feet so that they could do their spots but no oh, yeah. this match was just bell to bell fantastic it was your perfect big man little man match it was like watching one two three kid fighting bam bam bigelow and it was just bell to bell yeah, fantastic that moonsault off the that that moonsault that finished the match mm. damn <laughs> i have never seen a big guy the size of aj sanchez do a moonsault and miss off the second rope like that there's not never been a big man who I've seen do that. Yeah. Second rope. Yeah. OMD. Go ahead. AJ got robbed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Um, fantastic match. Um, I love AJ. Um, the one thing I find is every time I see Mentalo, he brings the match out into the crowd. Yes. Um, I mean, great for the interaction. That was the fun part of the match. <laughs> um, Bubba Duke got AJ's head bounced off his boot. Yep. Mm, yes, that's right. <laughs> yep. um, but yeah, fantastic match. Really, really well done. Really well put together. But AJ should still be the CWE champion. Yeah. You mean new CWE champion. M Mentalo was yeah. the defending yeah. champion that match. Yeah. Joe. Yeah, I mean, I'll just kind of second everything that the other guys have said. Absolutely fantastic match. Um, I believe that the entire building moved <laughs> when, when AJ missed that moonsault landed in the middle of the ring. And, and I also wanted to bring attention to, I don't believe that we mentioned him he, he, here yet, but I want to make sure because he was integral to this match as well as, well as the entire show. Um, we'd be doing ourselves a huge disservice if we did not mention this man. I'm referring to Mr. Deuce Diamond, mm -hmm. who uh, refereed every match on the show. Um, I absolutely love that man. 
Um, he is fantastic as a referee and just as a human being. And then just getting to talk wrestling with that man. I mean, it, it was a pleasure just, just kind of sit under the learning tree with him and two cold Scorpio and you guys oh, as yeah. well. So it was a, we had another yeah. 10 to 15 minute kind of little chat there as, as a group there. And then um, uh, that's something that I will remember for years to come. And uh, I mean, yeah, one of, it, it was, it was special. Yeah, I mean, I mean, one of my favorite things about doing the past two CWE shows alongside Carl was hanging out with Deuce, was hanging out with Deuce and just hearing his stories while we were eating dinner at yeah. the, at the Jacques Rougeau show or yeah. hearing his stories when we were out having a smoke post show. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know what? We've talked enough about the man. Let's talk about a couple of double D's that we got to see yeah. during this show. <laughs> oh man. They were beautiful double D's as well. Ah, get your mind out of the gutter. I'm talking about <laughs> Derek and Danny Diggler. Damn, damn you. <laughs> Derek and Danny Diggler who took on the Suzone, Vinny Da Vinci and WWF, WCW, ECW, legend, Too Cold Scorpio in what they consider to be a special attraction tag team match. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. That's all I got to say about that. Joe, let's start with you. Yeah. Again, damn. Uh, it, it was fun it was just it was a fun match for me my big takeaway is Vinny and scorpio together mm. their styles almost kind of mirror each other and i could tell like they had fun working that match and i had fun calling it and watching it um probably my favorite match of the night um you know the championship match was, was really really good i mean this was just a fun match and watching scorpio do his thing with Vinny. yep that was cool I really, really enjoyed that. OMD. I, Scorpio still has it. I am. I was pleasantly surprised for somebody at his age to still be able to move the way he does. Yeah. Uh, Joe touched on it too. He and Vinny mirroring each other in the ring. And the Diggler's more new talent coming up for CWE coming up to this area and more people we have been introduced to in this industry. Mm, right. Um, fantastic heel work again. I got to give it to them. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, I mean, I've always been a fan of the heels. So yes, the heels really did make the show for me. Okay. With the exception of Zondra Lee. Um, but I mean, I've never seen, I have not seen a better tag team match in CWE here in Sault Ste. Marie than that one. It was pretty damn great. Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, one of my, uh, just from where I was sitting, Carl, you were sitting right beside me, but watching Scorpio hit that cross body on the Diggler, just, <laughs> I, you literally look and you could see me even on the screen from the uh, from our uh, commentary. You could see me looking up as I'm watching him sail across the air to hit the Digglers. <laughs> yeah. But there's one thing I wanted to point out about the Digglers, and I didn't get to do it on the show. They're, okay. uh, the Digglers are like a tag team of pretty boys. That's what I gathered from their gimmick. Yeah. Who, and they're not exactly 
exactly pretty. So they kind of reminded me of a tag team of Jimmy Del Rey's. If Jimmy Del Rey was like his own tag team partner, <laughs> which by the way, that's not an insult because Jimmy Del Rey no. was a fantastic worker. Oh yeah. <clears throat> all in all, it was absolutely. Oh yeah, go ahead. And the Diggler's fantastic workers as well. Yeah, it was. Now, Chris, I know that you have done commentary with me already. OMD, you have not had the opportunity, and for that, no. I apologize. I don't know if that opportunity will ever come up. Uh, but we'll play it by Joe. Ear. <laughs> The reason why I made sure that you were here with us tonight is because I wanted to get your take on finally being able to work the commentary booth during a professional wrestling show. Give it to me. <sighs> this was special for me because this is something that is multiple decades in the working for myself at, at least um i know you share that sentiment as well uh, something that we talked about doing for a number a number of years since we were very young to do something together in a wrestling show and this is what mm -hmm. we got to do um yeah i mean I, I i drove nine hours to come to this show and almost 11 hours to get home afterwards but uh um yeah it, it, dude it, it, it was um an experience that this was something that's literally on my bucket list to cross off of. And I got to do that. So uh, I'm grateful for those who helped make that happen. Um, the big, big takeaway from it, like doing the commentary and show, everything was great. My big takeaway from this experience, what made it even cooler for myself is walking backstage and having every wrestler come up to me and introduce themselves and shake my hand. That was something right. that I was not necessarily expecting. I guess just going in it, back there as a sharp dressed man i guess just everybody want to introduce themselves <laughs> to the nice dressed gentleman i don't know what the situation was there but like it it, just, it felt really cool to just like have every wrestler heels baby faces danny everybody just walk up and say you know nice to see you tonight sir good good to have you here just like oh, that yeah. even just in itself made it for me like i just said uh, i'm still smiling ear to ear it, it was uh, it, it was such a cool night and uh I am really, really happy I was able to do this. Good. I'm very, very glad for that. I may not be the, the greatest commentator of all time, even if that's the only time I ever get to do it. Um, I'm, I'll be forever grateful. But like I, like I said, just the, the all-around experience, it, it was like a big love-in. That's about the best way I can describe the show as a whole if I had to kind yeah. of shorten it into something. Just a bunch of wrestling yep. fans enjoying wrestling for an evening. Yep. Before we get to our last topic of the night here, I do want to make note to everybody that if you want to get yourself some Turnbuckle Studios merchandise, we have a link for that. You can go and check out carlcarafel.redbubble.com, K-A-R-L-K-A-R-U-F-E-L.redbubble.com. You can find a whole bunch of merchandise over there. Every purchase that's made a little bit does kick back to us, which then goes back into making sure that everything is good for the shows. I want to shout out our friends with realwrestling.net news and views by real fans. They allow turnbuckle talk to be part of their website, which makes turnbuckle talk 
International because they are based out of the UK. Go and check out realwrestling.net. And I talked about my boss earlier. Yeah, my boss, Al Snow. If you see I'm wearing my Collar and Elbow branded hat, go and check out colorandelbowbrand.com. Check out the merchandise that is over there. Al Snow created colorandelbowbrand.com. Use our promo code JKPODCAST and save yourself 10% off your order each and every time that you make a purchase over there. Aldo Montoya for Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's it. We're an hour and 20 minutes into this show, and we've only got one last thing to really talk about. And here it is. The graphic that is in front of your face right now. WWE is Amazon. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about <laughs> that and let you know how we have maybe come to this conclusion. We've been seeing some different reports coming out, and the biggest one was coming out from uh, SRS over uh, with uh, Fightful talking about maybe not necessarily all of WWE, but a specific part of WWE landing the TV rights deal for Amazon. And that is going to be Monday Night Raw. Now, this is the report that I am seeing. If you guys see anything more or know anything more, please let me know so that we can discuss this a little bit further. But the Sports Business Journal is predicting that Amazon will land the raw TV rights. And essentially, like you subscribe to Prime, you get WWE Raw. You get mm. free shipping on products. You get products that you, you know, maybe normally wouldn't have purchased. You know, a lot of them produced by Amazon themselves. You get all of these things with a prime membership. And that will now include possibly Monday Night Raw. Do you guys have any other info or is there is that really it? So I just want to add I just want to add on to this real quick that it's going to be Amazon in the States doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be on prime here in Canada because in Canada, right. the TV deal right. is still Sportsnet 360. However, here in Canada, because we have Sportsnet on Amazon, we already get Monday Night Raw on Amazon. <laughs> um, I do have the article up as well from SE Scoops. Okay. With the name and it's sports business journalism reporter john urand predicts that amazon is likely to secure the rights uh and see raw move behind amazon's prime amazon streaming paywall um because amazon is trying to target a young male audience and provide prime video with an additional night of premium live programming outside of thursday night football hmm interesting um and shifting from cable to a streaming service would represent a notable transformation in the wrestling tv rights industry mm -hmm. which yeah absolutely because every other program is on cable 
Yeah. Uh, because cable TV is experiencing a decline in viewership and streaming services are gaining pro uh, prominence, this shift has redefined how TV content is monetarily valued. Okay. Um, streaming services offer precise data insights, enabling companies like WWE to accurately assess viewership and the value of their product. Okay. Um, now, apparently, they are saying as well, uh, Warner Brothers Discovery is back and interested in retaining or getting raw. Okay. Um there was something in here as well about Disney coming into and putting it on FX. <laughs> ah, Disney's name is always in there. Right. Somehow, yeah. some way. I mean, their name was in, again, when the last TV deal rights were up, Disney had expressed some interest. <laughs> right. Yeah. But then Disney, if they put it on FX, they're just putting it right back on cable TV as opposed to getting it behind. But I know Joe alluded to this, and this is something that I've wanted to see as well. I would love to see it go to Amazon because of that. You've got the built-in WWE shop through it. True. You've got you can put the network right onto Prime, which I mean, then and essentially NBC Universal has wasted their money with Peacock. Right. It could, it could result like in a big savings for WWE, especially when it comes to the merch machine. If it's all just done through Amazon, that's a big expense that WWE doesn't have to then pay for, right? So, or, or at least it's a significant decrease in the in the cost of it. But I mean, at the end of the day, like the the way that the majority of us consume our content, you know, not only with wrestling, but with movies and TV and and other stuff, um, people are consuming their content differently. They're not always necessarily able to sit down on Monday nights to watch Raw live. They want to record it or have it available on demand when they have the time to watch it. That's been a Absolutely. big shift from when we have all started watching wrestling, trading tapes to, to cable mm. to now streaming. I mean, you know, even recently WWE halting uh, DVD releases of premium line events, pay-per-views and what have you. So the shift is definitely, you know, shifting towards, uh, digital distribution that's the, the way that the entertainment and music business and all that kind of is is going so it, it's uh it's intriguing and um i mean it's something that i've actually mentioned for quite, quite a while now i think that amazon would be a great fit for that yeah yeah and i mean like joe basically you just said it's it i use amazon pretty frequently myself both prime yeah. video and shopping um so this would uh this might be if if it does come to Canada, this might be the catalyst where I cut the cord for my cable, you know? Yeah. Yep. I don't know about you guys, but the list of shows that I tune in to cable for is extremely short at this point. Right. Yeah, mine too. I mean, I, I don't have cable anymore, but with my IPTV, I get everything anyways. The only thing I can't do on here is PVR it, but yeah. I can sit there and probably go on if I get off work early on a Tuesday afternoon and I missed raw for some odd reason on Monday night, I can go in and watch it yep. as nice. opposed to being able to, or as opposed to, okay, where am I going to find it? Or do I have to wait until 
Saturday afternoon when it's half over and I'm coming home from work to be able to watch it. Right. Right. But you, I mean, you also have the availability with your TV service that you have, just like most people, to be able to get it on the go. So you yeah. can use a mobile phone or something like that to uh, to access it as well, just in case. So while it may not always be a able to sit and watch type of situation, you could always have you know a little earbud or the speaker and being able to listen to it at Absolutely. least, right? Like I don't know if you guys can see it. I've actually got my Rogers Ignite app open. You can see there's recordings of. Raw NXT on there, just waiting to yep. be watched. Yeah, um, yep, the most recent one, well. <laughs> um, December it's like twelfth was uh, made the last one that I set to record. So, yeah, um, the way we consume content is is changing, and it's good to see uh, WWE moving with the times and not letting times move them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I. I think that's about it for this show here tonight. This has been absolutely fantastic. We have gone nearly an hour and a half (laughs) discussing and talking about professional wrestling. I love you guys. Thank you so much for being here. Let us quickly get all of our socials in there. I want to know where the people can find each and every one of you. Start with with you, Chris. Right, you can find me youtube.com at chrisdamage83, twitch.tv, cbrs underscore entertainment, threads.net at cbestfilms83, facebook.com, chris.best83, tiktok.com at cbrs.entertainment, and just keep tuned to Turnbuckle Studios. I'm working on a little bit of something that I'm go- that I did discuss with Carl on Friday night. Mm, interesting. OMD. You can catch me on the Book of Faces at Daniel Horisic. On Snapchat at One Man Dynamic, capitals on O M and D. On Discord at O M D sixty three seventy, and on Twitch at O M D seventeen. And, and heuristic ev- is spelt H R Y C Y K. Nah, for those in audio land, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, and for those who do want to see the money maker, I know Carl, you gave me that look last week. Uh, you can catch me right here every Monday night with. <laughs> <laughs> Carl Carafel, Chris Best, potentially Big Joe on the Monday Night Raw Watch Along. Usually here every other Tuesday, right here on Turnbuckle Talk, and Thursday nights on the Boar's Nest with Bubba Duke live at eight o'clock. Joe, we don't even have a ticker for you, brother. I'm sorry. We did not get things situated for that. Tell the people where they could find you, follow what you're doing. That's all right. For those who are watching, the video uh right below my name or you can see joe the tech guy i'm not good at pointing at these things uh at the hcm i messed that up take two joe this is live pal um at the htm tech on youtube every monday or tuesday i am putting out content every single week um this week we're talking about airpods apple airpods and what is next for that line of products for 2024 what they could potentially do this year with the AirPods lineup. So make sure and check that out. Like I said, every every Monday or Tuesday, I have new content going up there on the channel. So make sure to check it out, like, subscribe, share it, and enjoy it. And for each and every one of you, if you can, go to the X machine, go to the 
Facebook, go to the Instagram, go to whatever you have got, and make sure that you hashtag Dr. Pepper sponsor Carl Carafel. Let's see what we can do to get uh, Dr. Pepper to notice that we are always having our non-sponsored Dr. Pepper on each and every one of these shows. You can follow me on all of my socials by searching out my link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Carl Carafel. That is L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash K-A-R-L-K-A-R-U-F-E-L. For Chris Best, for OMD, for Joe, the tech guy, and for myself, Carl Carafel, we thank you for joining here with us tonight. Remember, everyone, the world's a scary place. Take care of each other. <laughs>